Do better. Welcome to Do Better Podcast, a digital content hub from Asade, built for minds interested in doing better. Knowledge ideas, perspectives, and research insights on topics that matter. Business advice for better decisions and growth. Latest on the world of innovation and ideas. A look inside a global world beyond borders and an open view on social challenges. You can leave your comments and suggestions on dobetter.isade.edu. We're joined here today by Stefan Hafliger from Cast Business School, City University of London. Stefan, thank you very much for uh, being here and for sharing your perspective on how regulatory technology influences business strategy. Can you tell us a bit more about your research on this subject and what do you believe are the most important questions that executives should be asking themselves about this? Thanks, Ivanka, for having me. Yes, uh, we're working on uh, with with large investment banks, global investment banks, to look how they weathered the um, perfect storm of regulatory change that came after the global financial crisis. This storm meant that the global institutions face dozens, if not over 100 different regulators that produce legal text implying what they're allowed to do and not allowed to do on a weekly basis. This massive onslaught of regulation has led them, has led the major banks to start to scramble and hire hundreds of IT engineers to design systems and uh, staff to negotiate what kind of rules, how to interpret the rules, how to make the best of a global onslaught of different regulation. A very challenging situation. I can imagine. I mean, what you used to think about regulation, particularly in this context, is something that happens, well, uh, I would suppose on quarterly basis or less, and now it's almost going to the real time. It's a constant challenge, and it's, as, it's sort of a perfect storm. The interesting new observation that we can make in banks is their use of information technology. While there have always been industries that were heavily regulated, what we can observe uniquely in global investment banks is how they build information systems to deal with these rules and how these rules come to impact the traders' daily work, basically their every move from entering the office to logging to their system, to sending texts, making phone calls, sending emails. Mm-hmm. Everything is being logged. Everything is being analyzed by, um, by machine learning tools and the, the advanced analytic tools to find, in a way, the needle in the haystack of preventing the next rogue trader, preventing mm-hmm. malpractice, preventing what has become a a major problem for the banking industry and the public image. So what is the secret ingredient here? How do banks in this context really adapt to this uh, new reality? What we found is that they had to build an entirely new compliance function. The new compliance function in banks, and we liken it to a sort of a silicon cage, is a a structure that is separate from other business units. It reports directly into the global executive boards. It is a a function that has strategic importance because it's involved in the revenue generation and not just as a secondary advisory or remedial 
actions after something happened, but mm -hmm. it's actively co-deciding in which markets the bank can be active, okay. in, in what products it's becoming or not becoming profitable to be active in. So these decisions are strategic and fundamental and they're not and far beyond the traditional compliance officer that sits on the trading floor giving advice. So does that mean that the power dynamics have shifted in favor of complier officers? And what about the profiles? What kind of uh, profiles do you get for, for this function? So absolutely, the, the, the power structure has dramatically shifted. Um, compliance in many banks used to be an afterthought before the global financial crisis, and now they've become relevant um, players and relevant um, participants in, in strategic decisions. Um, people move into the compliance function from trading, which was unseen before the financial crisis. Um, the type of decisions being made are, are fundamental to what the business is, is doing, and the, that's very important. The competence needed in the compliance functions are often related to information technology. What are the type of systems that need to be developed, maintained and deployed to create the type of first-line and second-line regulatory technology? We distinguish this between similar what used to be compliance is immediately at the trading floor, and the second line is a layer of regulatory technology that is more aimed at controlling and surveying the individual activity uh, of the employee, and that's the strategic change. So it sounds like a lot of control and surveillance introduced in the daily business. Do you see this um, getting from banking to other industries, or is this a very, you know, isolated phenomenon? That's the big question, and I think the big warning, as it were, coming from our research. We see in, in banking that management is heavily involved in making these decisions on a daily basis what of these dozens of external regulators laws become relevant at which point in time what are our deadlines to become compliant sometimes they're very tight and very difficult to actually be compliant the stakes have gone up dramatically there are massive fines now for banks if they're just in hundreds of millions they're hardly being reported the this was unseen before mm -hmm, mm -hmm. individual accountability has gone up and it's now possible to find individuals within the banks that have um, displayed some kind of non-compliant behavior. This is all made possible by information technology that is now widely available. So other industries could adopt these systems. Where do you see it coming up? Where, are, where is the likelihood for this to so happen? If you're a manager in a food processing uh, production mm -hmm. company, if you're managing pharma, if you're in any area in healthcare, um, probably all these industries and many more, including transportation, etc., are liable to um, large uh, regulatory uh, texts and, and uh, attempts of the public to regulate business. And these types of regulations can now grasp into the organization and influence the practice of the individual employee directly. And I think that's what we've not seen to that extent before. And that's something that management needs to decide upon very carefully what and how to implement these rules. So while I like the idea that we won't have many rogue traders <coughs> or uh, bankers acting irresponsibly, I have to say that I'm also somewhat uh, concerned about the 
you know, the alternative scenario where we see this minority report movie situation where every employee is surveilled and uh, constantly um, controlled, not just because it, it creates a very different atmosphere for work and uh, the impact it has on personal freedoms, but also uh, with respect to how this will impact innovation, the ability to experiment, to do trial and errors. I mean, if we standardize and control everything, what kind of you know, business uh, society are we building? I was wondering where, what is your position on this dilemma, if you see it being a dilemma in I the first place. I completely agree with your view that there is a dilemma. <clears throat> and for us in research, we focused, first of all, on the role of the manager. But seeing the bigger picture around it is fundamental to what the manager can do because there's a public debate and the need for transparency around these surveillance tools. There is also a need for managers to understand what the surveillance tools can do because remember, data is cumulative. Your behavior is not just seen right now, but it is accumulated. So your entire past history of everything you have done will at some point be easily accessible to, to scrutiny. And there are lots of ethical questions around how we gather data. That's true for society and for consumer behavior and companies collecting consumer data. But I think here and, and related to our research, it's relevant for the managers making decisions about what kind of data are you collecting about your employees? Mm -hmm. What kind of behavior are you sanctioning? Where are you giving rooms for experimentation? Or where are you actually cutting down on any step to be everything controlled and logged and um, in retrospect also being made visible in some ways? So these are massive uh, questions that managers need to very carefully think about when they adopt the type of technologies that we call regulatory technologies. So I. I think one of the things that's interesting and concerning about this phenomena is that it it basically impacts different layers of society and also different actors within this. Uh, I see easily that uh, an academia, business, as well as policymakers should be part of this conversation. Who should lead this? Who should be the one that... Uh, stands up and say we should have more research and more uh, focus on these questions and this is how we'll start the conversation. I believe that managers play a crucial role here because companies are often the first and the pioneers to test something. Entrepreneurs see an opportunity for business. They jump in, they, they rush ahead and they experiment. And oftentimes this uh, can take many different forms that will be criticized. So I think the manager and the responsible manager has a mm -hmm. critical role to play here in how to use these technologies and to be sensible when making a business case and to see the bigger picture of who is impacted and what are the external costs that may be occurred by introducing a system that is violating individual freedoms or stifling innovation or just making an, innovation, uh, an organization a less fun place to work. So that sounds then uh, something to be added in our business school syllabi as well, I suppose. I believe regulation and, and control and the way technology is used to monitor people is a super important topic that the strategy and the information systems class will have to touch upon.
Thank you very much, Stefan. If you still want to learn more, remember, you can register on our platform, dobetter.asade.edu. That was all for today. Until next time, thank you. Do better.